I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Money lessons are the single most defining element to your money success, and I'm bearing all in this episode to share my biggest money lessons of 2018. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. Money lessons teach you a lot about yourself and what's important to you. 
They're not always fun, if I'm going to be honest, but they're really critical to your overall success. They can have you headed in the direction that you want to go to achieve your goals, or they can just keep you, I find, spinning your wheels until you figure out that you're probably supposed to make a change or learn something. And if you're like me, it takes a few times around the money lessons before you realize, oh, hey, the light bulb goes off. I should probably pay attention to this. But they're just, they're powerful tools if you choose to use them that way. If not, then they're patterns that keep showing up over and over and over again in your life and in your money or even in your relationships, and they're begging for your attention. So the start of the new year means it's time for me to get super honest with you. Uh, 2018 was the hardest year for me personally. But in complete irony, it was also the most profitable year for me professionally. And I find that those two polar opposites, they tend to exist in life. One thing is going really, really well, while something else just seems to be falling apart. If I go back all of my years until I can honestly remember, there are those two crazy polar opposites almost every year. And some years it's more dramatic than other years. But I would say 2018 for me was a year of complete polar opposite. So I want to share with you so that you can take time, reflect on your own money lessons so they aren't stumbling blocks for you anymore. And maybe you're so inspired that you you write them down, you make a mental note of your own money lessons, or maybe you just listen to my story and something in it unlocks something in you or gives you permission to own up to something that you want to change, or maybe you're just like, wow, I just want to hear somebody else's story. So I'm cool. I'm cool with any of those. Again, it's freedom of choice on this pod. So one of the biggest lessons is I find when you show up, your money shows up too. And I I don't mean it rains money. It's not like money's going to suddenly fall from the sky. That would be really amazing. But this year I focused on being in my money in a strategic way. And I tell people all the time to be strategic about their money, but of course, I don't always follow my own medicine. Uh, And it's crazy because (laughs) I know the answers, but sometimes a little bit hard-headed. And so that's what I try to echo to you as well, that some years you're going to be better at this, some days you're going to be better at this, and then other times it's going to fall apart a little bit. But that's that's cool. As long as you know how to pick yourself back up, then you can just brush yourself off and keep going. So tracking, spotting trends, maximizing our high-yield savings account, certainly maximizing our account for medical expenses, calling the cable, the internet, the cell phone companies to negotiate plans two times a year, being smarter with how we spend our money, and then it just shows up in our bank account. So we have more money to play with, more for goals, and we feel better prepared. That was really the good side of what happened in 2018. Looking back on it, we approach things from a better perspective with our money, and the end result was our money actually, it didn't multiply, but we had more to play with. And we were be able to better appropriate it, I guess you should say, towards our goals. And we started achieving some goals. And it was like, oh, yeah, wow, that actually does work. Right, right. I remember that that does work. That's what I tell everyone else to do. Right, right. So going into 2019, that's 
obviously going to be another focus and to really keep up on that and really be super diligent about it because my 2019 is full of really big, scary goals that I want to achieve. And they're not going to be done without a little bit of anxiety and trepidation. But I'm hoping that that it's just a year where so many things had changed in 2018 that 2019 is is just open and accepting and excited for me to be there. That's really what I am manifesting, if I can use that word. So one thing that I definitely learned in 2018 was that mental health is no joke the secret key to overall success. And it sounds obvious, but I had neglected that for so many years. I had dealt the past four years, give and take, although the last two years were incredibly difficult with depression and anxiety. And for the first five months of 2018, gosh, it was so intense. And it was really intense because I hadn't dealt with a lot of stuff in life for years. I just stuffed it down and kind of kept going through life. I'm one of those people that just kind of plows through the day, plows through things, and doesn't really show my emotions a lot, especially when I'm overwhelmed. And my body got to a point where it was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to shut down on you, and it's going to be a shit show, and you're going to have to figure it out, and you're going to have to climb out from this mountain of crap. And so that's what I did, and it was so incredibly hard. I can't even explain. If you've been there, if you've experienced something like that, you know what I mean. I just, I wanted to run away from everything. I wanted to just get in my car and I didn't even care if I had any of my stuff. I just wanted to drive away, drive away from all my responsibilities in life, everything that was upsetting me. But that's not an option. I I, I knew I couldn't do that. I had to just fight my way through this really difficult part. And honestly, podcasting and and talking with you, it was the only thing that brought me out of those tough moments. It was such an escape for me. And some of the podcasts from earlier in 2018, I listened back to and I'm like, ooh, those weren't exactly amazing podcasts. But if you knew the backstory and what I was struggling with, um, (laughs) hopefully they... I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but hopefully they don't sound as bad as I think they sounded. Uh, Everything suffered. Relationships, friends. I didn't want to see friends. I didn't really care to see friends. All I wanted to do was sleep. I didn't want to work out. I just felt totally lost. And I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, but it's inescapable. You you can't watch a funny movie and suddenly it goes away. You can't eat a great meal and suddenly it goes away. It just, it's always around. And it's um, its just really hard to feel any motivation or any excitement for life. And that's such a tough place to be. And if you're in that place or you've been in that place, I, I just encourage you to do whatever you can to, to find ways to better your body, to better your mind, because I couldn't stay in that place for very much longer or I don't know what was going to happen to me. It just, it it was not good. So in July, I knew that I needed to find solutions and I went to an acupuncturist who had been referred to me 
And right after I saw her, so I saw her on, let's say, I think it was a Thursday, Thursday afternoon. And I woke up the next morning and I kid you not, I felt like a hundred pound weight had been lifted off of me. And I understood the connection better between your organs not working correctly and depression in a whole new way. I didn't understand that certain feelings in your body, like anger or sadness or fear or anxiety, they actually reside in certain organs in your body. And if that organ isn't working properly, it's going to help feed your mind with those thoughts that are drowning you. And so I had three months of just amazing bliss after I had seen this acupuncturist. And of course, it wasn't just one magical session. I had gone several times. We had spent a good chunk of change on the acupuncturist, but I felt so amazing. I felt like, okay, I'm excited. I've got all these ideas. I'm I'm encouraged. I, I'm, I'm just the old or I guess the new better version of myself. And then I woke up one Saturday morning in early October and lost all my hearing in my left ear. Like I'm 100% deaf right now in my left ear. No joke. Can't hear anything other than just buzzing and whirling and chirping. It's kind of like having my own sound machine in my ear that never shuts up. It's odd. It's been a very odd uh, 10, 11 weeks now, almost three months getting used to this. And there aren't really any solutions Yet, I've been to a million acupuncturists, a million specialists, you name it, I've been to that doctor. And nobody really has anything encouraging to tell me, unfortunately. So we're going to see what you know, what 2019 brings with the things. But if not, I know it's not something terminal. It's not the end of the world. There are a lot of people suffering through a lot of worse things. But for me, it was definitely a life change. But it was peanuts compared to the depression. People ask me all the time, how are you dealing with this hearing thing so well? Well, <laughs> I just came out of the worst depression and anxiety I've ever been in my entire life. And this just feels like nothing compared to that. It's funny how you gain that perspective, but I spent a ton of money on health stuff this year. Like, thousands of dollars on health stuff. And normally, I maybe just go to the doctor once or twice a year. So this was a big money adjustment as well. And the reason I'm telling you this is because even though I say over and over again, be prepared for the unexpected, it's hard to be prepared unless something has happened in your life, truly. But hopefully you can learn from stories of other people. Save cash for just in case. Keep it there. So we have an account, a savings account, a high yield savings account that we have set up that is literally just to fund the out-of-pocket expenses that we would have to pay if, let's say, we had a catastrophe one year for our healthcare. And it's there, and it's there when we need it, and we can dip into it, and we don't have to freak out about it. And so maybe that's something you incorporate in 2019. Maybe you just put a little money aside because if something like this weird happens to you and things like this can happen out of the blue, you just never know. But it's good to have a little pot of money <laughs> that can help you get better. But really, I think the biggest lesson I learned is there's no price you can put on, on feeling better. There's absolutely no price. And sometimes I get frustrated about how much money we had to spend in 2018. And Jeff keeps reminding me, it's your health. So we have to spend the money. And he's right. He's absolutely right. You have to you have to make it work. Another thing in 2018 that I learned or really embraced was just 
be an original. Be you with no apologies. I spend way too much time, if I'm honest with you, watching other money influencers, what they do on Instagram and social media. And I'm constantly thinking, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And it's crazy. And in 2018, through all the health stuff, I think what it was really trying to teach me was to stay in my own lane, to be okay with better than okay with being me. And this year, I, I'm really leaning into that. In in 2018, I, I think I really started to figure out who I am, what I have to offer, why I I don't want to be pretending that everything is always okay, why it's important for me to talk to you and to talk to other friends about this is the stuff that has gone on in my life. This is the stuff that I've seen with other people, but this is my journey and what I'm learning, and hopefully you can take something from it, I'm hoping. So I started to be original with my ideas, with my thinking, with the vision for my life, and it all started shifting in really amazing ways. And I think it's amazing how things can change when you stop trying to be somebody else and just say, yeah, this is who I am and, and this is what I'm about. It's it's really life-altering. I mean, I can I can put that much of emphasis on it because it is for me and I've seen other people go through it. And money started flowing in all directions. Like I said, it was the most profitable year that I had had. And it was crazy to me that that could happen in a year when I struggled so much throughout the year. But when you lean into who you are, when you embrace who you are, when you're also honest about the things that you're struggling with, it's amazing what happens in your life. And it's also amazing the people that come around you to lift you up. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. 
The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We'll get back to the rest of my biggest money lessons after I answer and ask Shauna, and this one comes from Jill and Eric. 
Hi, Shauna. We've been listening to the podcast for years now, and I love all the changes and that the content always stays fresh and new. I look forward to Tuesday and Friday to listen to you on my way to work, so thanks for driving with me. So we recently got married. You helped us be realistic with our wedding and not go crazy over budget, even though I really wanted to. Eric would always say, what would Shauna tell us? Uh, Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but you're like the good money angel on our shoulder. My question is, we seem to be bickering a lot about money and both want to control each other's spending. It's getting a bit ridiculous. So I'm humbling myself and asking you, how do you not micromanage each other's spending? Do you have a system or any advice you can give us? We make good money and have money left over each month, but we both seem to be freaking out over the stupidest thing, like how much each of us is spending on friends and coworkers at the holidays. Anyway, thanks for everything. Please help. This is a good question, Jill and Eric, and thanks so much for being a podcast listener, and I'm so excited that I get to drive to work with you. That's super exciting. I hope we're driving somewhere super fun and we're not stuck in uh, LA-sized traffic every morning. But that's a good question, and it's a question that I think a lot of people have, and I don't know if I have any magical solutions or a magical formula for you. I know that it's tough, and everybody manages their money a little bit differently, but I think the important thing to remember is that you're each coming into the marriage or the relationship with your own set of money views. So you, however old you are, <laughs> you come with that many years of money stuff, of lessons, of subconscious and conscious decision-making, even values around money, how you think about money, how you feel about money, what you want to do with your money. So you come locked and loaded with that information, and so does your partner. And while you're dating and even when you're engaged, even when you get married, things can be wonderful and amazing. The sex can be awesome. And it could be just like this great synergy. But then when it comes to money, there's so much weight around money in our lives, whether we recognize it or not, that it's just waiting for fights to erupt if you don't have some conversations around it. So I think the first thing is realizing that you each come with your own you know, 100-pound bag of stuff around money, how you think about money, how you deal with money, and that that's not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but I think it it really requires that you have conversations around money and conversations not when you're fighting. So conversations when you're calm, cool, and collected and asking each person, how did you first, or I should say, what was your first lesson around money? That's a good one. That's a better way to put it. How did your parents deal with money? How was money in your household? What was your first job like? How did you feel like when you got your first paycheck? How do you feel now when you go to work? What are the things that you want to do with your money? All of those things that we sort of feel like we know about the other person, but I don't think we really know until we ask those questions. So they don't all have to be at once. It doesn't have to be this giant uh, (laughs) meeting where you're sitting around a table and you're going through all these tough, tough questions. But take 10 or 15 minutes, one time a week for every week and dive into some of this and take the stress and the tension off of it. For us, what we do is we share everything, bank account, credit cards, everything. Um, That's just the way we prefer to do marriage. But everybody has a different interpretation. But we set a money limit every month that we can spend up to that money limit. 
If we want to spend more than that money limit, we have to talk to the other person. We don't have to tell the other person what we're buying necessarily, although it's usually helpful. But we talk to that other person and say, hey, I want to buy something that's 500 bucks. Is that cool? And as long as we're like, yeah, we have the cash, okay, then we go for it. Or, or maybe the decision is no, but then it's not a big surprise. And the the hiding, the sneaking with the packages, maybe you go shopping or you have Amazon delivered to your house and then you kind of grab the package and hide the package. That's the stuff that breeds the anxiety and stress in the relationship. So the more you can do to just have a conversation about it and diffuse it, the easier it is going to be for you going forward. And then it's not going to be so stressful. I'm not saying you're never going to fight about money because you are. Again, you're two people with two completely different views and you're trying to do something together. So you're going to have to compromise and sometimes you're not going to get everything that you want and all of that. Even if you don't share money, you still need to have these conversations around money because like it or not, especially when you're married, you're moving forward as a unit, as partners. And there's going to be a lot more complicated money decisions that you have to make down the line. So if you can take the stress off with the, I don't want to say easy stuff, but with the stuff like buying gifts and things like that now, it's going to open the way to have these difficult conversations in the future. So hopefully that helped you a little, Jewel and Eric. And again, thank you so much for being a listener. And thanks for sending in such an amazing question. If you're listening and you've got an Ask Shauna question, head on over to the show notes. There's a link there. You can fill out a short little form. Tell me as much as you want. You can even tell me that you want to remain anonymous, and I'd love to answer your question on an upcoming podcast episode. So another money lesson that I learned in 2018 Again, this sounds obvious, but your happiness can't equate to your bank account balance. This one has been a lifelong struggle for me. I recently shared a story about, now it's many years ago, but I used to be almost terrorized to look at ATM balance receipts when I would deposit at the ATM or pull money out. And I would grab the receipt out of the machine, I would fold it up so that I couldn't see the numbers, and I would cram it in my wallet. And then, of course, I would never look at those. I'd just kind of throw them out of my wallet into a bin, and they would never be seen, at least by me. And it's not that I didn't have money in my bank account. It just how it made me feel to look at those numbers was I, – I just knew I would have a bad day because I have a really – crazy mind when it comes to numbers. And I start deducting everything that I know that is going to come out of my account. And it's like I'm going down a drain pipe and it's just getting worse and worse and worse for me. And I can't pull myself out of that place of doom. So I just wouldn't look and I just closed my eyes to it. And it was completely a mistake. And I don't suggest that you do this at all because you have to be in your money. You have to know these numbers. So not looking at that ATM receipt, that didn't change anything about the numbers. It made me feel better, but that wasn't the point. I should have been looking at those numbers. I should have been more involved in my money, and I wasn't. And so there were probably decisions being made about the money that maybe I would have had a better idea, or maybe I would have found a better solution for, but I I wasn't even giving myself the chance. So Today, I have a system, and it took 
a lot of effort for me to work up to having this system and to being okay with it. It was really, you know, a Band-Aid. It was like pulling off a tough Band-Aid on like a sore spot on your body when I got divorced because I had to. I could no longer not look at those ATM receipts. But then it took me a while to ease into the system and to feel comfortable about it, having regular money check-ins, setting goals, but not just what the goal is, what is the time factor around the goal and how much is the goal going to cost me? And then incorporating that into my budget. So every month I was inching towards those goals, covering my risks. That was a big one. I didn't want to spend money to cover my risk. And yet I, I talk to people about that all day long. So I know how important that is. And not getting stressed out when an unexpected expense comes up. This was really important for me to learn. And again, I don't always succeed 100% at this, if I'm going to be honest. But I would say I succeed about 85% of the time, which coming from me, that is <laughs> that is like pop open the champagne. I have just won the lotto because I was somebody who would freak out about every little thing. It was annoying even to me. In 2018, I also focused on not competing with friends. And this is the one of the very first times that I can tell you with 100% certainty that I love my life. It's different. It doesn't follow the traditional plan of graduate, get a job, get married, have kids. My version is not like that. I graduated college. I started my own business when I was in college. I sold my business when I was outside of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I got married. I went back and got a master's degree and a certified financial planner degree, started working with my dad. Still didn't feel 100% certain in my path. I got divorced, which was a big financial whammy for me, started over again. I had my first apartment in my early 30s and started dating and met Jeff, got married again, um, had a miscarriage, couldn't have kids, suffered from depression and anxiety. Just it is not the postcard American dream life. I bought a house when I was 24. I sold it when I got divorced. And I've not bought a house since because I don't know exactly where I want to live. So I'm not going to buy a house if I don't know exactly where I want to live for the rest of my life. So my trajectory is completely different. And I think if you are somebody who is like that, maybe your your version of your life doesn't look like you thought it was going to look, just know that that's okay. Life is okay and embrace your journey and your story because it is completely unique to you and be happy with whatever you have in your bank account. You can always make it better. Of course you can. Of course you can. But just because that number increases, it doesn't suddenly mean that all your problems go away. And I have seen that with a lot of people who have a ton of money. People have millions and millions and millions of dollars and are not happy. And it is definitely, I would say probably, I would probably say 90% of the people that I know that fit in that particular quadrant are not happy. They're not, they're not people you'd want to hang out with. It doesn't, I'm not saying everybody who has money is like that, but I'm saying I've met a lot of people that are like that. I think the money for them gives them the authority to be 
pain in the ass. And it shouldn't be that way, nor should you feel like you're not successful or you haven't arrived unless you have that amount of money in your bank account. Which leads me into my last money lesson, and that's that you should not wait to enjoy life. There are so many different money experts that are going to tell you, save, 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 make sure you have enough for retirement. Then once you retire, you can go travel or do whatever your dream is. And of course, that's great advice. You should save, 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 because it's going to take a ton of money for you. But you should also enjoy life. So losing the hearing in my left ear, there was this very real palatable moment of panic for me. I had an MRI of my brain, so they were checking for brain tumors and all sorts of things. And I got so scared, so incredibly freaked out. I started to think, what if tomorrow doesn't come? What if I have a brain tumor? There's so much I have to do in life. What if I have to have surgery? What if what if I can't keep doing all of the things around money that I want to do? What if all these dreams that are in my head, they suddenly vanish? What I mean, all of these crazy, irrational thoughts started to come into my head. And the MRI was fine. Of course, I'm fine. I don't need surgery. It wouldn't have been the end of the world if I did, but it made me think about things differently. It made me think about my life differently. And we can all do that every single day. I mean, that's what you and I should be doing. We should be embracing the day because tomorrow is never guaranteed for any of us. What is it that you can do right now? Not something crazy like drain your bank account, but how can you fully live right now? What do you need to embrace? I've shared a lot of things that I need to embrace and that I did embrace, but I still have so many more things to learn. So I made a list, not a bucket list, because I'm not dying, hopefully. I am dying. We're all dying, right? If we're going to be honest, we're all dying. But I'm not dying right now, so that's important. But instead of a bucket list, I called it my to explore list. And it's got crazy things that I want to do in my life with dollar amounts next to them. So as a reward each month now for staying on track with my money dates, my money system, positive thinking around money, all of those things that I've struggled with that I'm really trying to learn and embrace, I put money towards these goals. Some are small, some are big, but they're mine and they remind me what life is all about. I mean, crazy things like going to Italy and sitting and having an Italian grandmother teach me how to make pasta. I so want to do that. I want to travel to Europe for a month this year and not have to work. Just enjoy being alive. I want to do so many things with this podcast. Um, most of my things on the list, they actually do uh, circle around traveling, <laughs> of course. Uh, but your list could be anything. I also want to really help kids around the world. I want to help kids who are suffering in one way or another and really make an impact and then 2019 for me is all about how can I grow in my impact and not be fixated on the size of the audience reach. That's something I am so focused on. So to wrap this up, money is just a tool. I've said this so many times, but don't give it more credit than it deserves. Sure, it helps to live an awesome life. Money's good. Money in the bank account is never a bad thing. But it could be a tough one also on the flip side. So there's always more money you can make. There's always more money. There's always more places to put it. So give it the attention it deserves, but keep it in the corner so it doesn't overshadow 
all of the awesomeness of you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free, and you'll make sure you never miss an episode of Millennial Money. You can also listen to all our episodes on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Pandora.